On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, April 22nd, Ian Cameron. we got DJ Mitchell back with us, ready to break it down on a Friday. Uh, Alex and Andrew, perhaps, as well. Uh, we're ready for a Friday slate. Four games tonight. This is just the appetizer before the main course, the main buffet, if you will. Saturday and Sunday, both days, loaded on the NHL schedule. 12 games tomorrow. We've got 11 on Sunday. How about that Sunday slate? 11 Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, DJ, for uh, hockey, for DFS, for betting, for props, you name it. Uh, it's going to be a ton of opportunities and a, a big card to uh, sink our teeth in. I appreciate everybody giving me props for the Sabres last night. Yes, nice win. Uh, best bet on the show. Buffalo at a plus price uh, against New Jersey. Kind of fortunate that they got off and running with just one of the worst goals you'll ever see go in on a goaltender. Uh, Andrew Hammond giving up that uh, blue line shot to Kyle Poso uh, to get the night going for uh, Buffalo. That's, that's Andrew Hammond to the tits right there where he can just absolutely rob the Vegas Golden Knights in a huge game for them uh, and then come back and, you know, basically stink it up last night uh, against the Sabres. That's Andrew Hammond. That's why he's been, you know, the, the backup mediocre goalie he's been uh, for years. So thank you. Appreciate the kind words for Buffalo. Speaking of Buffalo, you as you guys know, I mentioned this yesterday. I'm not giving out all the tidbits just yet, but we have some big-name guests slated for the Ice Guys show during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, one of the people that will be joining us, actually, is a former Buffalo Sabre. He's now retired from hockey. Casey Nelson uh, will be joining us here on the uh, Ice Guys show during the playoffs. I told him, hey, you were on the team when they were absolute shit. It was a shit show. It was a terrible team when you were on there. I don't hold it against you. It wasn't all your fault. Uh, there was a lot of other issues with that team. So uh, just made sure he was aware. Hey, I didn't point the finger at him for everything no. that's been wrong with Buffalo the last uh, five years. When he was there, it was like 2017, like 18. Now it was just a terrible, terrible. I, I understand why he was As you know, DJ. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. That poor guy. He was really a tough stretch. I mean, yeah, it was like he retired and got into like, I, I think, selling homes. He just was like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Real estate. If I was on the Sabres for a while. I probably would have been like, you know what? Real estate license. Let's just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what do you want to do? Play for a horrible organization or do you want to, you know, real estate's a good business to be in right now, live in Arizona like he is. Yeah. It's a pretty easy yeah, decision. Yeah. Pretty easy decision. Uh, last night, let's recap last night briefly, and uh, then we'll get into uh, tonight's card. Uh, I'm just going to go over, like I said, the, the games that really were playoff implication games. I have no interest breaking down what happened between, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think which game was uh, totally nothing at stake. We're really Florida, Detroit, for instance, because Florida's wrapped everything up. Detroit, uh, nothing to play. Philly, Montreal, same. The only thing I'll say about that disappointing uh, result for Montreal for Carey Price last night. Buffalo gets the 5-2 win. Uh, Carolina, uh, the comeback win against a Jets team that's an auto fade for me. 
uh, the rest of the season. Disappointing, underachieving season. Not exactly a team that, you know, once again, the Jets, when things fall apart, they fall apart. As soon as you see the tide turn, Winnipeg's had a couple games where they've gotten off to a good start and then it falls apart. As soon as you see the, the tide turning in a Jets game against them, you just bet the other team live because they just crumble when things start to go wrong and there's no pushback uh, from the Jets. And we saw that last night. They got totally outplayed by Carolina uh, in the last two periods last night. Uh, Rangers with a big 6-3 win against them. How about Andrew Kopp, a natural hat-trick in the first period? Uh, that guy and uh, just an outstanding night, a great addition uh, to the Rangers and a good over bet once I found out it was uh, uh, Georgiev and Varlamov, your goalies, last night uh, in that game. So Rangers and overcash there, a horrible night for the Leafs. They get blown out by Tampa Bay 8-1. to one. Tampa Bay brought a little something last night because Toronto went in there and shellacked them 6-2 to two the last time they played in Tampa. Uh, Tampa Bay gets some redemption there. Very chippy, feisty affair. Uh, last night and I know Leah Hextall is getting a lot of you know criticism again if she can't do anything right she can't win with hockey fans people think she's terrible at play-by-play people think the question she asked Wayne Simmons in the interview between the benches was out of line you know asking him if he's soft and waving her hands around but hey you know actually I don't mind that question a lot of the questions are boring dull you know, fucking point, you know, the same old dull, boring ass shit questions like, oh, what do you got to do in the second period to be better? And she just came out and straight shooting Leah there. You know, Patrick Maroon thinks you're soft, Wayne Simmons. My question is, are you? You know, I, don't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the question. It was, people say it was out of line, but, you know, it, I think it keeps the broadcast a little bit more interesting. But 8 uh, 1, it was all Tampa last night. And then we saw. Minnesota beat Vancouver 6-3. You know, you keep thinking these back-to-back losses, DJ, for Vancouver are crippling for their playoff hopes, but Dallas keeps on tripping up themselves, so keeping Vancouver alive very much. Calgary beats Dallas 4-2 to clinch the Pacific Division. They might be a good bet against team in their next game against Vancouver, who are desperate for two points on Saturday. It could be a nice little fade spot of the Flames after wrapping everything up last night. L.A. takes care of business against Chicago 4-1. Big two points for them. And the Blues keep pace with Minnesota, a 3-1 win over the Sharks. Uh, DJ, your thoughts on uh, what we saw last night? Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, hockey fans are really interesting group it's like they want more personality they want more fun they want all this stuff they're like i want to be like the nba look how fun it is and then something someone does something they just you know they can't stomach it's like i don't know like either you want it or you don't but i just don't comment on 90 percent of any of that because i i just try to live my life not being angry at every little thing that happens in my sport and i mean should you ask that question at the second intermission? I don't know. It's not up to me. There's no rule book. So I do think it's funny, though. The hockey fans are like, we just need more personality. We need some people like like Charles Barkley. And then someone does like a thing like that. And they're just like, how dare she? It's like, all right, just shut up then. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, my three best bets as far as money lines were, were also Sabres, which were, I'm a huge homer. So I mean, that's not surprising. Um, I had the LA puck line, which should have boosted, I guess, because they, they won by three. And then I like the over a lot in St. Louis and no, uh, of course the game starts with two goals in like five minutes and I'm just cashing my tickets in. I'm just like, all right, well, where do I spend this money now? And then, uh, yeah, then the sharks just stopped playing. They just didn't even try. It was really not a good effort there. So, um, nothing too crazy. I mean, the stars losing it hurts, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not quite dead yet. They have the easiest road four home games three of them against very bad teams. Um, They have Seattle, Arizona, Anaheim, and the big one against Vegas, all at home. So I still think they'll get it done. Um, I put a pretty, like, 
confusing maybe graphic tweet that I made myself of just like what kind of is left to go over and realizing that a lot of the West is locked up, but there's the interesting one storyline while the East is a, a, a lot happened. So I do think that people at this late in the year might think, well, well, you know, what do the Rangers have to play for? It's like, I don't know the first spot home ice through basically throughout and separate Florida seems pretty useful. Um, so any team in the East with playoff implications outside of Florida really does have something to play for, which is interesting. Yeah, and uh, I think through the the I think to be honest, the Rangers. Uh, I, th- I think there's a little bit of of me that thinks that uh, they might want that first place more than Carolina. Uh, although Carolina, you know, they 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 they've played better the last couple games. We know it's been a rough couple of weeks for them, but uh, there's no doubt they've played a little bit better here uh, in this one. Razor sharp money puck is talking about something that I love, and I know you love as well when it comes to props, when it comes to DFS and all that stuff, forming lineups. Pooley RV out with an illness tonight for Edmonton. Yamamoto up to the first line with Kane and McTee. You know what that means? We're hammering Yamamoto, scoring yeah, goals yeah. and points and all that stuff. You, you know yeah, we love Yamamoto, those situations. Yeah. He, he's not a great rate shooter by any stretch of the imagination. Um, trying to pinpoint what their power play is going to be is always a challenge. When he's on that first unit, he just kind of gets forgotten about more or anything else. So I would really need him there to hammer goal because he just isn't going to shoot a ton, but definitely to get an assist. And when you play with McDavid, anyone can score, you know, even Cassian scored a bunch of goals and got a new contract from it. So, you know, I, I get it, but he's not like a, a, a mortal lock to score. Like Paul no. Yard is a better shooter in general. So I, I did have that last slate and him out tonight does hurt. Yeah. That's why I always do goals and points because you, you, you sometimes you're not going to get that guy finding the back of the net but you will get him assisting one of the other line mates uh, on a on a potential goal so that's definitely something you could see here and uh, by the way when i look at the uh point props here i'm going to just uh sh- again I, I talked about this with jarvis yesterday for carolina which i loved it was insane here's aho to get a point at minus 235 teravine to get a point at around the same price minus 220 and here's jarvis to get a point at like minus 120 and he's playing on the same line same line <laughs> and those are the yeah, things I mean, you can find. Yep. The power play is always a little bit of a factor with that. And he doesn't get on that first unit, but I mean, I doesn't completely deter me a lot of the times just because I know Jarvis is skilled enough to get it done. And yep. he's still in the second unit, which Carolina, you know, their, their first unit is going to get more run almost every time, but they do yep. run two power play units for sure. Um, so it's not quite as scary. Some, I mean, we see that sometimes with players that are like, legitimately fully correlated with a guy um which is a little more enticing but jarvis had 19 minutes he actually led them at five on five minutes uh, as a forward i think actually stall may have just edged him out but real close so no problem there yeah and again we're gonna just put this in the edmonton perspective here tonight it looks like it's going to be a kane mcdavid yamamoto a uh, top line now for uh edmonton with uh yes apuliarvi out and here we go at, at uh with the with the point differences, you're seeing obviously Connor to get one point's like a huge astronomical price, way north of minus two hundred. You've got Evander Kane on that line, uh, almost a minus one fifty to get a point. And here's Yamamoto now going to go up on that top line. You can get plus money, like just a little bit plus one hundred five, plus one ten, uh, him to score a point. So it's just that classic spot where the third wheel of that top line is not priced like the other two guys. Yeah, it's and just they, talk about they went this a, over and over. Yeah, they went eleven and seven last time, and now they lose Paul Yarby. So I kind of think they'll go eleven and seven again. You know, so you're even going to get more minutes from Yamamoto, who had twenty one 
not in the first power play, but had 21. Pugliarvi was on the first power play, so I don't think it's egregious to think he could be there, but I talk about it every time I talk about Edmonton. The first power play can change every night, and it can change during the game, so just be a little bit weary, but he should see 20 minutes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you would think there's going to be some uptick in ice time. Totally agree with that. Uh, Andrew McGinnis with us. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. How was last night? What did you think of uh, the action from uh, Thursday? Yeah, pretty good uh, last night for me. Um, happy to have you know the Penguins come through. Happy to cash with the Rangers. And uh, the Blues got it done. I was happy about that as well. Um, I ended up actually with a rare puck line wager, which uh, I'm not usually – Great with those. I had about four shots at the empty net at the end of the game. And then, of course, finally got it. They had to guide the puck in. So uh, that was nice 3-1 there. But, uh, yeah, a competitive night yesterday. Uh, that Tampa and uh, Toronto game, uh, playoff intensity, playoff roughness. And uh, you know how I feel about the Leafs when the game starts to get tough. Uh, they want to put stop signs on the back of the jerseys. They want to have success. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I thought it was a fun night of hockey. Uh, good, always fun Ian, when there's good East coast games and good West coast games. And, uh, tonight we have a little bit of that as well. Yeah, we sure do. Uh, with that in mind, we'll get into uh, tonight's card. We start with Ottawa taking on Columbus, uh, even money, both sides, six and a half, the total, uh, in this game. Um, I was initially going to be like in Ottawa. I still do. I really do. I think just, th I just think I trust them and this team better than Columbus right now. I mean, that was a horrible road trip for the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, there is a thought that a lot of times teams that have a winless road trip, when they actually return home, they're focused, they're fired up. But come on, this is a Columbus team that's uh, well out of the playoffs long ago. Uh, it was not good against LA, Anaheim, or San Jose. They're back home off that trip. Ottawa to me, you look at their recent games, they're 3-2 and two in their last five. They beat Detroit. They beat Boston. They nearly upset Toronto. In fact, they had a lead in the third period there. Uh, they had one game where they fell flat against Seattle, kind of a flat spot, after, especially after playing Toronto and Boston in their own division. I don't fault them for that. And then they bounce back and they hand Vancouver a very costly shootout loss. So I like the form right now with Ottawa. Stutzla, by the way, uh, a game time decision, which concerning because of how well he's played. He's been someone to target lately. So he's a game time decision. Uh, Kachuk, Norris have been great. Batherson, of course, has been healthy now and uh, chipping in offensively for this team. There's lots to like. What I don't like, though, is Philip Gustafson starting a net here tonight for the Senators. Horrible numbers, 3.71 goals against average, 888 save percentage. So, you know, I locked in Ottawa before it was announced he's starting. I still like Ottawa. I mean, hopefully they can overcome Gustafson and net, who's not exactly Mr. Uh, brick Wall uh, back there. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I still I still like Ottawa even money. I like the over now, too, though, because of the goaltending situation. Uh, I was going to stay off the total if it was going to be Forsberg, especially against his former team, Columbus. I'd expect him to want to play extremely well, but it's not going to be him, obviously, tonight. Uh, so I think we'll see some goals. Again, two teams out of the playoffs. It's usually a good over type of situation, a game like this. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like, Ottawa-Columbus? Yeah, I take a look at this Columbus team. Uh, you know, the wins that they've had recently. Uh, hate to talk about my team like this, but against the Canadians, Detroit, and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, three teams that you don't want to be, uh, you know, beating your chest about and uh, feeling too happy and, you know, being too satisfied, I guess. Um, a lot of losses for them recently and a lot of discouraging ones, too, would have given up plenty of goals. Ottawa's a team. I know you said Stuart's a game time decision and, and, and such, but they're a team I'm interested in backing here, especially at a pick and price. Um, you know, they're a team that's going to fight till the end. The future is bright for them. Lots of great prospects, lots of great younger players on their team. And 
the division they play in is just ultra competitive. Um, you know, I might be in my 30s by the time they end up reaching the playoffs or uh, in the second round. Um, but I think that this is the time to bet on them. And I've been saying to people, hey, um, are you having more success betting the top tier teams or betting on these bottom tier matchups? And to be honest with you, I haven't bet a lot of the bottom matchups like this one, but I do like Ottawa tonight. Right, liking Ottawa tonight. Uh, if you like a prop for Ottawa, like I've, I've talked, uh, Stutzla plays, of course, I've talked about Stutzla for weeks, how good he's been from a prop standpoint, shots, points, goals. Same with uh, Norris, of course, has been outstanding. Uh, they got Batherson back. Do not sleep on Alex Formanton, though, for the Ottawa Senators. The ice time's going up. He had two goals against the Vancouver Canucks the other night. Seven shots on goal as well uh, against the Vancouver Canucks that night. Currently slotted on the second line for this game tonight with, well, what was going to be Stutzla if he plays. If not, it'll be someone else in Batherson. So top six role as well now for Formanton. So there could be, there's the guy with a little bit more value, I think, if you're looking at Ottawa for Columbus, Sillinger. And how do you not go back to the well with Jack Roslovic right now? Uh, he, just the Ohio kid is absolutely uh, on fire at the moment for the uh, Blue Jackets. And uh, a guy that has definitely been picking up the slack with Wierenski's been banged up and he's out again tonight. Patrick Lyonne has missed time the last several. And uh, Jack Roslovic has definitely been one of the catalysts helping out with some key injuries to Columbus, helping them out from an offensive perspective. So Roslovic prop-wise is uh, pretty much uh, something you got to consider at the very least, if not pull the trigger. What he's been able to do lately uh, has been damn impressive for this uh, Jackets team. We're looking at uh, four, six, seven, how about nine points in the last five games for Roslovic, seven goals in the last nine games for Roslovic. Pretty crazy numbers right there. Uh, DJ, what do you think? Ottawa-Columbus. Yeah, I mean, the, the first note is they did actually run Brady Norris Batherson for a decent chunk of the game against Vancouver. Um, it was kind of comeback mode, maybe. That was going to stick, but I think if Stutzel's out or Stutzel is out, it, it, I think it will. And that's probably my favorite stack of the entire night in DFS because you can pair it with Washington, which is probably my second favorite side night in DFS. And I think it, 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 you could get it done because there's a, a, a plethora of cheap value options. So, that's probably like my favorite part of this game in general is just that line. Um, if Sutsula plays, I have a, of the entire slate, which includes obviously Colorado and Edmonton, I have three of my top seven expected goals guys uh, in this game. Norris, Brady, Stutzla, um, they're all right up there in the top. So I, I really think you could overstack Ottawa and DFS. As far as props are concerned, I talked about this probably for the past two times they played, and it's still the same. The players shooting the most in the entire NHL per uh, rate wise on the power play is Norris. Uh, Josh Norris is shooting the puck more than anyone else on the power play. That includes Ovechkin. That includes any of those. It doesn't matter. He is better rates. He is the guy they want shooting. So uh, power play point wise, I think if you're going to bet anyone, it's definitely him. Uh, if they get a power play goal, it's probably him because they just, they're doing everything in their power to get it to him. Um, and you know what, if he shoots a puck and it gets tipped, that's okay. You to the point. So that's a little bit maybe more niche. But I already bet a few things. I, I took Ottawa plus 100. I took the over when it was at six. Uh, I got lucky on those two because they moved well in my favor. And then I took Norris and Brady for a point already. Um, I just have no reason to think um, they, they can't get it done. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, this isn't to say I have no interest in Columbus, but they've really been a crater. Besides the 
you know, second half of the game against San Jose where they kind of took the foot off the gas. They've been really, really, really bad with, uh, without Line and, and uh, Rensky. I think Rensky is an actual huge difference maker for this team because the defense now is really bad, like really, really bad. Um, uh, they drive and, so much with their offense and their puck yeah. movement too. Like Wierenski was a, a, a lock for me for every shot prop uh, for like a week or a week when he's healthy. Now it's there's really no one. Um, we'll see the line shake out to be. It looks like they're taking Ken Johnson off the Roslovich line, putting him with Sillinger. That hurts his upside. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to anything strong here um, as far as a bet, but I, you know I, I bet Bjorkstrand quite often to score, and I don't think it's wrong here because Gustafsson stinks and. Like Roslovich has been scoring, but it's really not because of rates. It's just been because of Bjorkstrand being good at hockey. So either of them are fine here. All right. Good stuff. Great uh, analysis there. All right. Seattle, Minnesota. Minnesota minus 280, home favorite, six, six and a half the total, depending on uh, which book you are looking at. I'm really going to keep it uh, simple here. Uh, minus 142 was the price I locked in on it. Minnesota team total uh, over three and a half. Uh, I don't hate the puck line either. Uh, the one concern is it's back to back for the wild after be playing Vancouver last night, Seattle does have a rest advantage, but they do have to travel from, uh, the Emerald city, uh, into the Midwest here against uh, Minnesota, but wild with no travel, even though it is a back to back and look, you got to get two points here. You're, you're trying to keep pace with St. Louis from the battle for second against the central in the central division. And it's important because one of those teams is going to get home ice advantage in that first round series head to head with those two teams, the blues and the wild. And I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt, those are two teams where it's a huge benefit to them to have home ice advantage with how good St. Louis has been this year at home. And obviously for years, Minnesota has been good at the XL energy center. So that is an important second place uh, in the uh, central division that is on the line between the uh, blues and the wild. So I expect wild to be focused and motivated to place strong down the stretch to get that spot. Same with St. Louis. And we saw them bounce back with the uh, win against San Jose last night after losing to Chicago, uh, Boston uh, in overtime the uh, game before that. Uh, I would look at Minnesota here over three and a half. I know Grubauer's played a little bit better uh, lately for the Kraken, but I think he's going to probably be challenged here against this wild team that can uh, – that once again, DJ is back to scoring goals and bunches on home ice. I mean, you look at all the recent home games, six against Vancouver, six against Edmonton. Uh, you know, but six against LA. I mean, they have been lighting the lamp here. Uh, five against San Jose. They have just been uh, lighting it up, getting four goals at the very minimum on home ice. So I like that team total for the wild over three and a half. Uh, and as far as the um, props go, I know the wild, we know how good the Kaprizov line is. I get it with Hartman and Zuccarello, but right now, every bit as good, if not better as Fiala, who's just ridiculous. He's unconscious right now uh, for the wild. And this Freddie Goudreau and that 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 second line for the Minnesota Wild deserves its props. And Matt Boldy, uh, the third person on that line, uh, there's no question about that. That those two that that line has been one of the absolute catalysts with, uh, along with the Kaprizov line. So I think you go with the, those players on that line. Goudreau has been chipping in. Fiala's on fire. So I think there's some good props to look at. And for Seattle, even though I don't like them in the game. I do think they'll chip in a, a goal or two potentially against Flurry, and Flurry hasn't always been a shut in the door here for the Wild. When he's been in net, you got to go with the young kid out out of Michigan here, uh, Matt Beniers. I mean, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's uh, chipped. He's starting to find the back of the net. He's been a point producer in multiple games now for the Kraken since they put him in the lineup, called him up, and give him the shot here late in the season. So, uh, Matty Beniers is where it's at for me with uh, Seattle. 
terms of a prop for them in this game. DJ, what do you think? Kraken and Wild. Um, yeah, nah, sorry. I was muted for a second there. Um, under is my, my first take. And I know you kind of made a little bit of a case for the over, but I think that both these teams suppress shots at such a rate that I just can't justify a, you know, a six and a half over. Um, Seattle, I, I feel like that that's the team. Like I faded Colorado um, and I didn't win a lot of money, but I won a little bit of money in DFS. And I, I literally like put it in the group chat. Like I'm not playing any Colorado because Seattle is just, they're good. They're not terrible. And if they get the goaltending at all, they can win games. I'm not betting this game um, from any money line perspective. It just doesn't feel worth my while to do. And I know the wild have something to play for and they're playing really, really good. I just don't want to lay this price. It doesn't make a lot of semi um, like you talked about Berniers. I also like the McCann Gord line is good. Um, I think that they have two lines that are actually somewhat functioning now instead of one line that, you know, but really they were spreading the wealth and just trying to hang on for dear life and it wasn't working. Uh, I think this team's a bit better than maybe the status quo. They're, I mean, they just beat Colorado and that's not, you know, I, I didn't bet it. I bet Seattle. I, I, I'm not a madman, but I, you know, that game, Colorado had two and a half expected goals. That is maybe one of their lowest, if not the lowest on the entire season for them. This is just a better Seattle team than credit for. So I like the under here, Minnesota on the back deck. Seattle is just not good at scoring goals. And I don't think it's going to get another three spot, uh, but McCann for minus, you know, minus 115 for over a point that that's fine. Uh, boldly, as you mentioned, minus 130 will be good because he's just ultra scaled and playing with a guy like Fiala who can score from anywhere. Um, Fiala also rates up super well to score again, but I don't know if I'm going to stomach his price now because he's gone way in the other direction after this heater. Um, I don't think I'm betting any shot props because none of them feel good to me. And I think this game will have the fewest shots of any game by probably a decent, maybe not wide margin, but I think it's a pretty good margin. This will have the lowest. I talked about this um, on the Mayo Media Network, how these two teams both are really good defensively at limiting shots and really bad at getting a, a high quality or quantity. Not They're more quality based. So I just don't think any shot prop here is going to be of, of great value. And they're all like minus money. So I'm betting the under here and that's probably it. And then a couple of props, like I said, but I don't feel super strong. This game, this game kind of stinks and I will be fading it in DFS. Yeah. Boldy at nine points, by the way, since he's returned from that little four game stint where he was out nine points in the last seven games for him. So he basically right now he's boldy going where very few wild have gone just, before. They just uh, don't want to give him the ice time sometimes. And I don't know what yeah. it is. It's, I don't, uh, I don't coaches are weird. It's like they can't score too many goals. Let's keep them off the ice. I don't, I don't know. Um, so if they get up early, he might just kind of sit cause he just doesn't seem very good defensively. And that's all young players and maybe just coaches thinking their young players are bad. Um, so just, you know, that's the only thing to worry about. Yeah. So he's come back. Like I say, he missed time in the first four games of April. And since then, like I said, nine points in seven games boldly for the Minnesota Wild. So it goes without saying he's been uh, chipping in. Uh, Andrew's back with us. Andrew, Seattle, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, quite the win for Seattle. But was that a good win for them or was that a checked out Colorado? We'll never know. Uh, probably the latter of those two. Um, but look, I mean, Minnesota, they know who they're playing now. And from what I've gathered, it's a matter of home ice. Uh, so this game does still have some importance to it. Kraken, they've got over a 3.5 goals against average on the season. Um, they give up goals. They're sloppy. And what they did against Colorado, I just don't think can be an expected effort defensively. I'm not saying they won't be give us a good effort offensively. Minnesota off a big game yesterday. Um, 
you know, like DJ said, not my favorite game of the day, but I do have a small play on the over here. I expect sloppiness on the part of Minnesota early on, which could lead to some goals for Seattle, uh, but then Minnesota to eventually win this game. All right, we've got Colorado and Edmonton next up. Avalanche minus 120, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half. The total, of course, we just talked about before breaking down the card that uh, uh, Yesa Puliarvi is scratched tonight, won't be in for the Edmonton Oilers. It looks like uh, Kyler Yamamoto is going to take that spot on the top line with Connor McDavid and Evander Kane tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, a little bit of a lineup a switch there. Um, you look at this game and, Okay, I said maybe they're just going to be in the Washington game. Well, I'll look at Colorado and say for one night, they're probably going to be lethargic, maybe a little bit disinterested after clinching number one seed in the Western Conference and home ice throughout the uh, playoffs. But it was evident once again against Seattle, falling down 3 nothing. This is a team that looks like, I don't want to say mail it in the rest of the regular season, but they're clearly looking ahead to the playoffs. And you can see with what Jared Bednar is doing with the lineup. He didn't even bring Devon Taves onto the trip with them. You know, they're just resting them back. Say, stay home, get the rest. Load management is a thing now uh, in the National Hockey League here late in this season. And we're seeing them tweak the lineups. Guys are getting uh, more ice time. The younger guys, uh, obviously, they're going to take it carefully with Ranton. And I think if it was a playoff game, he could have played the other night against Seattle. But they were careful with him. The point is, Colorado is not a bet on team for me, these remaining games of the regular season. Not at all. And I am on Edmonton here. Uh, at a nice small home underdog price and hoping I get the win I deserved with Edmonton the last time they played Colorado in Edmonton, where 50 to 36, I believe, were the shots for the Oilers. They were swarming the net. They were outplayed Colorado that night and Darcy Kemper stole two points and they won in a shootout. But Edmonton deserved better. And when you look at the just the mentality going into this game for Colorado, this is get this game over with. We don't even know who's going to be in tonight. Rantanen could miss the game again. Eric Johnson might be out again. Like I said, they didn't even bring one of their best defensemen, Devon Taves, with them on this trip. This is get these games over with, and let's get the playoffs started. For Edmonton, they're playing for second in the Pacific, trying to fend off an LA Kings team that keeps winning, trying to nail down a home ice advantage, an Edmonton team that knows they should have beat Colorado the last time they played them, totally outplayed them. Uh, in that game, lost in a shootout. And it's always a measuring stick when they play Colorado. And I think knowing that they should have had a better uh, result than they got the last time they played Colorado, there's emphasis for Edmonton to play well. And they are playing well right now. Very impressive run. Shutting out Nashville, shutting out Vegas, putting the boots to Dallas, who desperately needed two points the other night. It's an Edmonton team playing arguably some of their best hockey all year right now. I'll take them as a slight home underdog here. Andrew, Colorado, Edmonton. Yeah, it's, it's not often you're going to see from Colorado what we've seen over the last two days or two games for them. You mentioned it. People uh, will talk about the load management or, or at least the letdown spots in the NBA. Hey, we have to be honest hockey fans as well and say it's certainly happening in our league that we love as well. Um, Edmonton, guys, just a few goals allowed in their last five, their last three games. Is, is the sky falling? Is the world ending? Um, I, I can't believe Edmonton's doing this defensively. Look, I think that this is a sneaky overplay. And I think that we've seen Colorado just play poor, poor hockey offensively and have to fight back in the games. And we all know this has happened. I mean, Detroit beat Tampa Bay the other day. I mean, Seattle beating Colorado. This stuff happens pretty much only in the month of April. And then every now and then when Buffalo decides to beat Toronto, but we don't see big upsets like that happen quite often. And, I think that, you know, after those two games, they're going to be refocused. Edmonton, 
playing well defensively, but this put these two teams together, put the star power these these two teams have, and I think we're going to see some goals. Um, I've been impressed by Edmonton's defense. Do not get me wrong. It's the plus 100 for Edmonton here. I can't talk you off it, Ian, but do you really want to take, and I'm not saying this at you, obviously, but just in general, do I want to take Colorado, you know, or do I want to fade them after dropping two games in a row the way they did? And, and my answer is I don't, which is why I'm just going to expect goals here in this one. All right, like in the over. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, maybe Colorado does, you know, stop the bleeding. We don't want to lose every game the rest of the regular season. But I thought, you know, Seattle was a spot where we'd see that kind of response. We didn't see it. You know, they woke up late, and uh, that was But they're a bad it. team, though, right? Yeah. So yeah. they'll probably want to wake up against a good team. Against a good team. But Edmonton, I think Edmonton's going to beat them tonight, quite honestly. I, uh, they, they dominated Colorado last time. Uh, they played them, but, but if Kemper does what he did the last time, <laughs> that could be trouble. Uh, and I believe he'll probably be a net here uh, in this game for the uh, uh, Avalanche tonight. Mike Smith, I mean, it finally gave up some goals against Dallas, but obviously still played well uh, in that victory. And uh, I still got to see it at playoff time with that guy, though. Uh, prop wise, just before we get to DJ Nachushkin, I've talked incessantly about him. I mean, he's on the top line. He's been just rolling along. Obviously, the whole team was bad against Seattle, so he was quiet that night. But if you're going to look at anyone for uh, Colorado, it's Nachushkin. Maybe Lekkonen now moving up to that top line, too. Could be a consideration. Burakovsky on the second line, perhaps, as well. And then for Edmonton, we talked about it earlier. Take advantage. Yamamoto on the top line for the uh, Oilers tonight. With McDavid and Kane, you're going to get a much better points prop number, a much better goal scorer price with him tonight compared to those two line mates, McDavid and Kane. And that's the kind of player prop situation I love betting when it comes to uh, player props, the mispriced ones for a guy moving up the lineup like Yamamoto to the top line tonight. DJ, what do you like? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're actually like right now, hopefully going to give us some news on Randonin. I don't think he practiced though, but I'm still kind of waiting on the exact result. But you know, we have, you know, minus 105 on Lekkonen, who was uh, all over the ice. We had four shots on goal and five get blocked. So nine shot attempts last game for Lekkonen. I can't find his shot prop, but that's okay because I like Kadri's probably even more. It's plus money at over three and a half. And he is, you know, a very limited sample size right now because he missed so much. But, you know, his past two games, which would fit in the last 10 for me, he had nine attempts uh, in aggregate. And that was a lot in the first one, but he had what? Four on net, one blocked, one missed last game. That's tough for me, uh, especially because both of these teams are pretty bad at shot suppression on the year. Edmonton's been a lot better, but still in the bottom 12, I think. They're 12th and over the last 10. Yeah, 13th over the last 10. Colorado is 10th worst at shot suppression over the last 10. And both of these teams are, I believe, three and four or um, six and eight for shot attempts per game over the last 10. So I think there'll be a lot of shots here. Will the goals follow is always the question. That's, you know, that's, that's why it's six and a half because it should, um, but you can't, I, I can't be confident ever. Uh, it comes down to is Mike Smith going to absolutely crush us again. Uh, he had 40 something saves one night. Uh, he had, you know, it's like, it can't keep happening. He can't keep getting away with this, but he is either way. I know we load management. I, I agree, but it's not the same. Like load management in the NBA is like, oh, like LeBron James played five minutes. If you look at Colorado, who they <laughs> you said you they, they sat some guys. Well, the top line still all saw almost twenty minutes of ice time. You know, Nertushkin had twenty three minutes. McKinnon had twenty two. So the guys that are playing are not being sat. 
And that was a game they were losing and they wanted to win. It wasn't like it wasn't a, it wasn't a lack of effort. It wasn't like they're rolling out Strum, Newhook, and Myers for 25 minutes. You know, it was definitely um, a wants to win. So I think that I'm going to take multiple shot props here. Uh, I already said I'm taking, you know, Lekkinen if I can find it. I'm going to look. Sometimes they'll have it. Kadri for sure. I might put Nertushkin, but his point prop is just better, I think, overall. Um, Byram also got moved up to the top pairing with Makar. So if you can find him for a point at plus money, I'm totally fine with it. He should also be on the second power play. And then on the Edmonton side, we I, you know, we already talked at nauseum about Yamamoto. Yeah, he's not a good rate shooter, but he could likely get a point. So who's going to get those shots? Probably Vander Kane. Um, you know, he is over two and a half, feels real good at minus 165. And if you give me Leon Dreisaitl two and a half ever, I don't care what the price is. It's basically like, here's the money. Just take it. Um, it's very easy. Lay piece at minus 185. Like, uh, this guy's shooting times a game on average. I don't really understand how they're pricing it this way. It's like, they just think Colorado without Taves might suppress shots all of a sudden. It's like they lose their, their, or, um, yeah their best like defensive defenseman. And now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe they'll fix it. Uh, I don't know. The pricing's bad there. So I have at least four um, and Oh, and Hyman too. I mean, it's kind of the one game last game. That's really boost, uh, but he had, I believe, Oh man, let me just pull it up. Why am I going to guess? I think it was over 10 shot attempts. Um, that's a lot of crap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on goal and three miss. So yeah, 11 shot attempts. Um, that's a lot, and I, I really think he get over two and a half again. I don't know. I mean, I just it, – it's him and Dreisaitl getting a ton of runs. So, I'm and this game just sets up really well for shots in general. So, I think I'm going to be hammering all of those and hope this game goes for, you know, 80 shots, which I think it could. And Leon Dreisaitl over shots makes sense, yeah. not just from a number perspective and where the line is, but – situationally because he's trying to track down Austin Matthews who he suddenly sees has not played now in multiple games. He's four goals behind him for the rocket Richard race, uh, the leading goal scorer in the NHL. There's incentive there to catch Matthews. Yeah. It's going to be tough because I don't think Matthews shooting. is going to miss every game, but there's a, there's the door still open for Leon to yeah. maybe track I mean, he's, down. He's shooting on the power play. So it's Doris Kempe and Dreisaitl really are the top three for who's shooting on power play. And it makes a lot of sense, you know, and always right there as well. He's always right there. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I think if you're playing this game, it, it feels like a game you want to try to game stack and it's really hard to do in DFS. But if you're going to get one piece, I do think it's Edmonton. There's just a better concentration of minutes. I think of those top guys, but it depends on Ranton. And if Ranton's out, get a, a nice savings with Lekkonen. Also on the top power play, if, if, if Randon's out and you're not two or three units on Lekkonen point, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. He's getting 100% of his minutes with a guy named Nathan McKinnon, who is really good at getting points. Yeah, pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, Washington, uh, Arizona, final game. Washington minus 400, road favorites, uh, six. The uh, It was six. I got to change that. It moved to, it's moved to six and a half pretty much uh, in most spots here. Six and a half the total uh, across the board. And that's what I'm on here. I mean... <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm I'm sick of talking about it day in, day out with the overs with Arizona, uh, but it just keeps on. This is a dreadful defensive team right now. Absolutely pathetic defensively. They give up. They're very lucky they didn't give up more than five goals to Carolina the other night. They gave up 50 shots in that game. Uh, DJ uses that uh, term, shot suppression. Arizona's never seen anything. They don't believe in it at all. The only, the only, way, they, the only way they suppress shots is because teams feel bad when they're up by six. That was something I noticed is like they actually were trending a little bit better. And I was like, how is this happening? And it's, oh, the teams just stopped shooting in the third. 
So that they, they only do it out of pity. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, this is definitely an over spot for me. Uh, it's what is it? Six straight overs for Arizona. Look at the goals they've allowed: five to St. Louis, five to Vancouver, six to Vegas, six to Jersey, seven to Vancouver, nine to Calgary, five to Carolina, four to Chicago. I mean, they're just giving up uh, goals in bunches. Uh, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. I feel bad for Vamelka and Hari Sateri. It's not a Sateri problem. It's not a Vamelka problem. This is just this team is debilitated from a roster standpoint depleted, shorthanded, gutted with the injuries. And some of their injuries are not only guys that put the puck in the net, but some good two-way players that are good for defensive forwards. Their best defenseman in terms of shutting it down, Chikrin out as well, uh, all uh, the last several weeks. I mean, they just cannot defend anybody, uh, Arizona, at this point in time. So Washington should get their share of goals here uh, in this game. I, I also lean to the puck line for Washington. You know I've been betting against Arizona with Minus one and a half on the puck line. I just don't love the price tonight and uh, for enough to do it. I mean, we're talking minus 150 to minus 160 with the Capitals on the puck line. And I still have my issues right now with their defense at times and giving up goals. And whether it's Vanacek uh, in net or Samsonov tonight, I haven't exactly loved their play in between the pipes lately for Washington. So this is going to be one of those instances where I'm actually going to probably lay off the puck line and just go. Uh, with the over here, six and a half. And by the way, Washington, 10 and one to the over their last 11 road games uh, entering this one tonight. So that is definitely uh, a strong uh, recent trend for them. As far as props go in this game, not a whole lot. Like there'll be some goals. It's just, I'm not crazy about anything from a prop standpoint. I mean, Connor Sheary's going to get some runway on the second line, which is a little bit of a move up for him. So maybe there's a little value there for him from a prop standpoint for uh, Washington in this game. Now, Nick Ritchie, could be out tonight for the uh, Coyotes as well. So uh, that's going to put more uh, emphasis on uh, Schmaltz and Hayton. You know, those are two guys that I would probably count on if I'm going to get anything out of Arizona. Uh, Hayton actually has kind of stepped it up lately, and he's getting top-line minutes now for the uh, Coyotes. It's not like they have anywhere else to turn. Uh, but Barrett Hayton with a goal in the game against uh, Chicago, and now he's going to get more minutes, more ice time. You see top-line the other night, he, all of a sudden he goes from 17 minutes to 20 minutes uh, on the ice. So Barrett Hayton probably for Arizona might be the most value you get prop-wise with them tonight. But I like the over here uh, in this game. Uh, DJ, what about you? Washington, Arizona. Yeah, the over is totally fine. Um, I I just don't – I simply refuse to lay any odds on a team that are more than minus, like, 280 maybe. Like, so I just don't have any interest. I get the puck line. It's doable. I mean, it, in a vacuum, it makes a lot of sense. But if you're giving me plus 175 for Ovi to have two points, I'm just going to take that. Uh, I'd rather go for a bigger coin than go for, like, a little something um, on the side. Yep. This, this is an Ovechkin that's trying to track down Gretzky. This is an Arizona team that takes a lot of penalties because, well, they're really bad and they can't, they, they just don't have NHL players. I mean, they've just, like you mentioned, they might not have Richie, but they also, I mean, Jay Beagle is really not an NHL player anymore. He's gone too now. So they're really without like just, I mean, it's just, it, it's a crazy to watch this team go from very, very, very bad to absolutely like not an NHL team. Like, they're unrecognizable. Uh, I mean, if you look at the starting of the year roster to now, this is their ninth, they have a ninth guy coming in or eighth or ninth guy coming in for an AHL debut. It's pretty crazy. Um, there's no one on defense that's any good at defensively at all. Like Gosses Bear is okay, but not good defensively. Um, some people think the need might be something, but they only give them 16 minutes anyways. So there's really no reason for me to think that you can't jam Ovi in every capacity uh, and feel really good about it. 
that kind of plus price against Arizona just feels kind of crazy. Um, and then for shots, I also love John Carlson plus one fifteen yep. for two and a half. They give up That's a shit ton of shots to defensemen. I think the so points many. over one yeah. and a half points with him is a good look too. Carlson yeah. and to score even to score plus three ten Carlson. I think that's yeah. great value there. Those feel real nice. So I, I'm really high on Carlson in general. And I also just think that this game's going to get overlooked in DFS. I don't know what it's going to end up at, but overstacking is definitely going to be in my mix like a good five, six man. And it's not that expensive. Like you go with Kuzi, Ovi, Wilson, Carlson, maybe even throw in a guy like you mentioned, Shiri or Oshi, who's actually on the top power play. Um, you go with the full power play stack and hope that they just bury a couple there. That might be more unique than you think on this slate, just because people are going to see McDavid, they're going to see McKinnon and they're not going to look past it. And they're just not going to get these guys because you just can't afford it all. So I think if you want to get unique in DFS going with five, um, on Washington because people might throw an OV as a one-off and somewhere else, but I'd rather go all in and just hope that Arizona completely craps to bed. And if you're like, well, does Washington have anything to play for? Uh, not facing Florida would be my really motivating to me. <sighs> be very motivating um, because if they win this one, they might get up above Pittsburgh. It's right. I think they're one point back maybe with a game in hand. So I think that would put them ahead. Um, that's, that's good for me. And I'm wearing the, the Jersey right now. Well, Yonder jersey because I'm all in. I'm going back to that look. Apparently, I know I, old capital logo. Yeah, I yeah. have been looking screaming eagle ov jersey that was fairly priced for a while. So now I'm going to get Adidas one. So very excited. I'm trying to think if there's anything else here, but I think that's I think I covered enough. Um, Oshi as well for a point. Uh, I don't know what it is because that seems to be disappeared on me. But on the first power play, it's fine. Yeah, that's become obviously we know this team gives up a ton of shots on goal, but it's become very obvious too during this stretch. The defensemen, the, the yielding the shots on goal to opposing defensemen for Arizona has been a big problem. So that's why I think John Carlson's a great target. And, the and I, I mean, yep. I could give you the my narrative on it is just there's so many college guys that just aren't quite as used to it. I think and like yeah. they do it. It's not that they don't do it in, at any level, but. They're just not used to the same type of, I think, puck moving as quick as it does in the NHL, and they just don't get there to cover the point. Um, yep. I, a bit of a narrative that I've kind of built on my own watching them, but they just, they are, they're not there. Uh, and Carlson will shoot. He's actually, I believe, over the past five, he is, uh, uh, where is he? I think it was, he was up there. Maybe it was last. Yeah, he is at five and a half shot attempts per game. And I think that gets a little boost in this matchup. So you tell me he's going to get six attempts. I think he hits two and a half quite often. It's plus money. And he's had, by the way, multi-point games in uh, four of the last eight games for Washington. So half of their last eight games. That's why that plus 180, plus 190, over one and a half points on Carlson's a very good look, in my opinion. You mentioned it with Ovechkin, over one and a half points. You get that at a plus price, plus 310 goal score, even with Carlson because we know they give up shots to the defenseman, Arizona. I just hope I picked the right defenseman, DJ, tonight, because last game against Chicago, I picked Seth Jones to score, and they still gave up a goal to a defenseman, but it was Jake McCabe, uh, the former Saber the other night. And, and Vlasic, who yeah. was, I think, was he with he was with Seth Jones, I'm pretty sure, at yeah. 5 on 5. Yeah, so that was, I actually had uh, Gustafsson, and nope. Yeah. He played in the first power play. He played in the first power play. He took the power play i was so excited when i saw that and it's like now nah, he's just going to be terrible and get benched next game <laughs> yeah just picked the wrong defenseman they still gave up goals multiple to defenseman arizona uh, in the game against chicago uh andrew what do you like here capitals coyotes i'll keep things short and sweet i have a play on the coyotes not the money line team total over two and a half 
Back-to-back games, three goals for them. Washington has played yep. one of the top-tier teams in the big show over the past 10 yep. games. I think that if there's ever a time for us to see something out of the, the Coyotes, it could be tonight. And uh, love seeing a two-and-a-half team total at a plus price. So hold your breath, and let's get three goals here for the Coyotes. But yeah, they have perked up. I mean, yeah, three goals back-to-back games against Carolina, Chicago. And that's part of the thinking, too, uh, over six-and-a-half. I don't think Arizona's getting shut out here at home you know they've at least put up a fight offensively uh two back-to-back home games against the uh, hawks and the hurricanes so yeah i i do think there's a chance for them to contribute uh to the scoreboard tonight no doubt all right great stuff with uh dj and andrew on this friday edition of the ice guys uh hit the like button make sure you do that it helps us out and uh before we get to best bets uh DraftKings sportsbook official sports betting partner of the nhl and our great uh, our partners here with thpn and the ice guys a reminder uh, you bet just one dollar on NHL any NHL team as a new customer. You get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just one dollar on any. Uh, NHL team and win $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Uh, see, uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, great stuff. Before we get to best bets, too, we do want to acknowledge a very sad day in the NHL, the passing of Guy Lafleur, a legend with the Montreal Canadiens, an outstanding career ambassador. He was always connected to the city, the community, the organization. You'd see him at countless Montreal games, uh, whether it was at the Montreal Forum after he retired, the Bell Center after they opened that building. Uh, just an outstanding career. Obviously, 650 goal seasons. The wonderful hair that he had. He had the best hair in the NHL uh, back in the 70s when he played, you know, flying down the wing, the hair flowing, no helmets back then. Just a wonderful thing to, to witness. Uh, just a terrific offensive player, phenomenal goal scorer, and yes, class personified uh, from the very beginning with Guy Lafleur, a legend with Montreal, five-time Stanley Cup champion, uh, all five of those Stanley Cups in the 70s, which was just a golden era for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, at the age of 70, uh, circumstances out of his control, uh, we have to say goodbye to Guy Lafleur. Sad day. Uh, rest in peace, Guy Lafleur, the flower. Uh, and thoughts and prayers, condolences to everyone that knew him. A very sad day for sure uh, in the NHL. I know, Andrew, you're a Canadiens fan. And obviously, you know, Guy Lafleur, I'm obviously way before your time, even before my time. Uh, but someone you've seen in highlights, I'm sure, and from the past. And obviously, you've seen him in Montre- at Montreal games. I mean, the camera has shown him yeah. a bunch of times, connected with the organization all these years and the franchise and the community of Montreal. Just a really sad day for the Canadians organization and for the hockey world. Absolutely. I, I kind of, you know, you know, something was up when they um, they put out a, a statement earlier this week about um, people, uh, you know, respecting the privacy of the Lafleur family. And uh, it's just tragic. I mean, and you mean the hockey world is losing a lot of um, big names and, and, and really special people to the game. Um, I know the Canadians family is going to rally around. It's uh, saw a lot of the other Twitter accounts and teams. Um, sending their best wishes or, or I guess I should say condolences as well. And 
just the impact he had on the game, but also off the ice. I heard he was a great guy. Everyone seems to have nothing but great things to say about him and great stories. So uh, definitely a sad day in the hockey world. And uh, I imagine when I'm there in Sunday, on Sunday at the Bell Center, it'll be an unbelievable atmosphere. Sure it will. And I know they're going to be doing Actually, something. As I say that, uh, I'm sure you guys can hear my, my laptop, and I apologize for how loud that is. That's probably really annoying. But that's Jimmy Murphy texting me and saying, wow, it sounds like you're going to get to see a, uh, you know, a memorial, like tribute at the Bell Center, and it should be oh, amazing. Yeah. So Jimmy oh, texted yeah. me while the show was on. and There you uh, go. I was going to say, that sounded like a Jimmy Murphy's uh, alert there. I've heard Jimmy's phone do that a bunch of times, so uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. By the way, Jimmy Murphy's in the chat. Uh, he's busy writing today. That's why he's not on the show, but he likes the uh, Blue Jackets sends first period over, Wild Kraken under six and a half. Uh, Oilers abs over caps first period puck line. So there you go. Uh, Jimmy Murphy's uh, bets for this uh, Friday uh, card right there. Uh, DJ, same thing with you. I mean, they're, uh, for all of us, I mean, Gila Fleur played way before our time, but obviously great, great career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it definitely is one of those things where when you first saw it, it, it felt like this, this can't be it. He's only 60. Same thing with bossy. It's just terrible to see, but yep. hopefully, you know, rally around it. Hopefully the families are all right. That's really all I got to say, um, I, I love listening, you know, I'm not sure if everyone listens to it, but the 31 thoughts, 32 thoughts podcast, they normally do such a great job. So I'm very excited. I think they have something coming out for him. And that's normally where I learn a lot about these guys and hear some stories. And I think that if you have the time to, when you want to listen into that show, they normally do such a good job um, giving some insight. And I heard some bossy stories that really made me smile as a, a you know, someone that grew up in, in New York that kind of like got into hockey at a young age. You heard about bossy and, and the legacy um, same with Lafleur, just a little bit before him. So exciting. Um, excited to listen to what those guys have to do because they do such a good job putting together a nice tribute. Yeah, that's a good podcast. Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman, uh, and they promote it all the time on uh, television. And Jeff Merrick's a hockey historian, by the way, Jeff knows his hockey history. He's great to listen to with that kind of stuff. And uh, Elliot, of course, too, Gives you a lot of good tidbits as well. He knows his hockey, too. He's not just some guy that reports on trades and signings and all that stuff, firings and all that. He knows hockey. He's, he loves the game. Uh, you know, all those insiders do. You know, whether it's Elliot Friedman or uh, McKenzie when he was with TSN, Drager on T, you know, all those guys, They Pierre Lebrun, they all love hockey. You know, if they're, even though they're quote-unquote insiders, they're not just reporting on stuff. They love the game, too, and they know the game. They know its history. So, yeah, I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of great stuff from uh, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman, on their podcast talking about the great uh, Gila Fleur. Uh, no question. All right, we'll wrap it up. we got best bets here to uh, wrap up the uh, Friday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, DJ, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to shout out James Murphy quick because that Caps first period puck line is really good. Uh, minus 105, that feels like a really, really nice piece. So I did want to mention that I, I saw that, I pulled it up, and I love that a lot. Um, I think best bet is going to be between two because Arteri Lekkonen over a half a point is an absolute lock for me if Rantanen's out. Might be fine if he's in because he'll still get first power play. Uh, and then the Carlson and Ovi, both of them um, – over a point and a half and over on their shots. Uh, definitely Carlson over two and a half, but I like one with the, the plus money props. I just think they're more profitable yeah. over time. Uh, a lot of times with shots, it's it's about variance. Like you can have the right guy in the right spot and the right script and his linemates just shoot more. So I don't like the huge minus money. Um, those are my best. And then I also, telling Murphy again, he picked it, the under in the wild cracking game for me. All right, there we go. Multiple uh, best bet recommendations there for DJ. All right, Andrew, what do you like for best bet? 
Uh, well, look at tonight's card. I'm going to go with the Ottawa Senators' best bet here. I just there's a team that I want to bet on um, to close out the year, and at this pick and price, I don't think that um, the price is justified. Even though it's a little bit of a road trip here, and there's some injury updates uh, we're waiting on for here from um, Ottawa, but in this matchup in particular, Columbus has not impressed me at all. I think they're packing it in. They've only beat teams that are real bottom of the pack and struggling, and. The Senators, their youth will play until the end. Give me the Senators here at a pretty good price. All right, Senators here, minus 110 against the Blue Jackets. Uh, best bet for Andrew. And I did mention my concerns for Gustafson, but I also will point out he started against Vancouver, and they won that game in a shootout. And he actually played one of his better games in a very long time. So we'll see if he can keep that up tonight for Ottawa. I'm going to give you two. Even though it's a four-game card, I'm going with two best bets, and I don't do this very often. But I'm going to go with two best bets, one side and one total. Uh, Edmonton for me, plus 105 uh, against Colorado. Uh, that's my side best bet. My totals best bet is going to be Washington, Arizona, uh, over six and a half, minus 110. So see if we can go for a 2-0 and sweep. The best bets are rolling along nicely. Buffalo cashes last night for my uh, best bet for the Thursday show. We'll see if we can give you two best bet winners tonight. Edmonton plus 105 against Colorado, as well as Washington, Arizona, over six and a half, minus 110. Uh, for my best bets tonight on this Friday card. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis and our special guest, DJ Mitchell, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for a weekend edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.